What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bat Flipped. Woo! Episode. Ooh, that's loud. 32. My bad. Well, you have your headphones turned up, so it's probably louder for you than it is. Whatever. Everybody else. But yeah, like I said, welcome back. It is episode 32. Yeah. We're back to back weeks, baby. On Sunday, the 24th. The day after the championship series has ended between the Dodgers and the Braves. And we will be covering both of those series, the Dodgers and Braves and Red Sox and Astros. I don't want to talk about it. As well as breaking down the World Series and uh, what we think is going to happen. I just want to say really quick, we, we, uh, we're we not doing anything yet as far as sponsorship goes. That may change for next season. But I just want to say we, we record our podcast through through audacity, but we upload it through anchor. And if you guys have ever used anchor before or listened to anything made with anchor, they allow you to send voice messages through the, through the app or through the website. So I want to invite you guys to, to send us some messages through the voice feature on anchor. All you got to do go to anchor.fm slash bat flipped, click on the leave a message icon. I think it's purple. And you can and you can definitely leave us a voice message and we'll uh, we'll play it on the show and we can talk about it on the pod. So play on the pod. I, I definitely want to try to get into that. We want to we want to engage with with our listeners more than uh, we do. I know we see we get some reactions and stuff on Facebook, but like we want to talk to you guys. That's why we do this, right? Yeah. So we're just here to communicate. Yeah. Well, now that both of our teams are out of the postseason, Fuck off. We. We can go into our, our potential live stream on Saturday night for Yay. game four without a real true <laughs> yeah, without rooting interest. What's that? Without giving a fuck. Yeah. So uh we we uh like I said, we're gonna we're planning on doing that Saturday night for game four. And uh it'll be on Facebook live for sure. I don't know if I haven't figured out how to, if we can do YouTube live or not. I haven't looked into it, but Definitely on Facebook Live, we'll be we'll be broadcasting, live streaming. Yeah, us watching Game Four. If anybody really cares, which I hope you do. You care, you know you want to hang out. So let's talk about your Red Sox and Astros first. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. I mean, you made me dive right. Well, we I chose not to, but you made me dive right into the Red or the uh, Giants yeah. and Dodgers series. So you, we're just gonna right. get into it. You're right. So as you all know, Houston takes down Boston in six games. Dumb. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. So let's first talk about some of the positives that happened for Boston. Number one, they were the first team in baseball history to have multiple grand slams in the single series. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And they did it in back-to-back games. Yes. Yeah, they did. The two, no, it was just... I know it was in the same game. Yeah. It was in the same game. So they did uh, two Grand Slams in game three and then another one in game four. That's right. Yeah. No. Game two and then game four. Sorry. Jesus. Or game two and then game three. I'm fine. I promise. Oh, my God. Only a little distraught. Yeah. My heart is aching. I mean, really, like, I'm just throwing a fit right now because it's still... Still hurts that they lost, and I hate the fucking Astros. Not as much as the Yankees, but I hate the Astros. Um, but really, I mean, it is a victory. I did not expect the Red Sox to get to this point. Most people didn't. So I just I have to come to terms with it and be okay with it. There was a lot of good that came of it. I sure hope Boston can solidify their pitching in the offseason. Um, and pick up maybe a couple more guys, but really, uh, overall on the season, I'm, I'm happy with it. I I'm bummed out that, you know, it, it ended the way that it did with them going from red hot to ice cold, but, um, you know, that's part of the game and it's time to move on to next season for them. So you guys, not you guys, because you're not a part of the team, Boston yes. had had another situation where the umpires kind of made themselves a part of the game, unfortunately, yep. in a bad way. They had yep. a they had a blown strike three call that led to seven runs in the ninth inning 
for the Astros in what was that game five? Yeah. When when it, the game still could have gone either way. No, I game four it was was the game four. The game was still tied at that point. Yeah. And the bad call was made. Yeah. It, it, it was o, it was an O two count nine to two blowout. Yeah. It was an O two count. Evaldi threw a curveball um, to the um, upper outside part of the plate. It dropped across the plate, um, but the umpire did not see it that way. Uh, there was something about, uh, oh, Laz Diaz was the, the umpire during that game. He had 21 ball and strike calls missed that night. It's the most by any umpire in the postseason. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, that's that's I mean, in essence, I guess you're doing better than Angel Hernandez, <laughs> but in the wrong way. So <laughs> uh, I did kind of a deep dive before the podcast just to, uh, I don't know, maybe make it hurt more. <laughs> but the first three games, Boston outscored Houston 25 to 13. So Houston still had production, but overall that they were pretty cold. Um, after the first inning of game four. So keep in mind, this is the day after, um, the, the bad game that allowed all those runs. Oh no, this is, this is the game of all of the, uh, the umpire issues and all of that. So game four, after the first inning, Houston outscored Boston 22 to one in the rest of the series. Ouch. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily, I mean, that was partially bad pitches, but I mean, really they just, they, they found their shit and they just rolled with it. They looked like a totally different team. So, I mean, good for them. I, I mean, we can't deny even with the bullshit that happened in 17 and blah, 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 blah. You can't deny the Astros are a really good fucking baseball team. Um, so, I mean, really, it boiled down. Kike could not carry the team. He hit 385 in the series. There wasn't another single Red Sox hitter that hit over 300. So here's, to me, the Houston Astros definitely found their offense, right? And yeah. uh, what I want to say here is Nick Pavetta in that game through five innings wasn't terrible. He had just yeah. two hits, three strikeouts, one earned run. But here's where this is according to Baseball Savant, which has kind of been my favorite thing to be following along with now uh, when I'm watching games is the whole game. He only had five swings and misses. Yeah, he threw. They were starting to find it that they were starting to pick up the timing and they were fouling off pitches like you could you could feel kind of a momentum shift because that was the day. That Granky was started, right? Right. And he didn't pitch the Red long. Sox, while they had two runs, they had three hits the majority of the game. And that this these are the guys that were racking up 10, 12, 15 hits in previous games, even ending the series with the Rays. I'm trying to find the amount of pitches that he threw. Uh, so, I mean, so kind of back to that that pitch, what I was saying, I, I told you and I, I was talking to my dad too, like that pitch happened and it was like a light switch. It just You could see. So that the rest of that inning, the Astros, everything started working in their favor. It, it Whether it be the Red Sox started overplaying and they were trying to make plays happen and they, they just couldn't everything started to fall in line for the Astros. They were hit, making good contact and it was bouncing off guys or just hitting through the right holes, all of that. And it, it was just like a momentum shift. And I, I felt it. I, I, I was upset, but I, I felt it. And I was like, that is what stems a, a shift in a series like that. That is so much more than just one game, one pitch, it changed everything to me. So also Houston got a lot more selective with yeah. their with their pitches too. They stopped swinging at stuff out of the zone. They yeah. started hitting pitches. Like I said, he only had five swings and misses. Evaldi or kind of Evaldi. Pavetta threw sixty five pitches, only thirty six were strikes. So that means it yeah. thirty six strikes, which means there were thirty one strikes that were not 
swung and missed at. Right. And you got to be, uh, you got to be, I mean, 65 pitches through five innings is really is not bad. But I mean, I, I, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of this series just because of the way my work schedule kind of worked this week. But like with, with 65 pitches through five innings, he only allowed one run. I wonder if they just didn't want to push him because he hadn't thrown a lot of innings or, or right. what, but I mean, well, they, Cora wanted to save their, save his bullpen um, as much as he could. And they were scoring enough runs that it didn't really matter. They, they could do, they could, you know, kind of play in that garbage time. Like game, game two, uh, game two was nine to five or was that game three? No, that was game two, nine, five. And, Really, Boston. it was not that close. Boston won that game. Yeah. Really, it was not that close. It was 9-3 going into the ninth, and it was just kind of garbage time for the Red Sox. They were just trying to to get out. So they gave up two solo homers, and, and really, it, there was no shift. Like, these were guys coming off the bench. It, it really didn't seem to matter until, really, I, I guess it did. I, I mean, you had guys like Altuve, not offensively, but – but defensively, he had a couple errors, nothing like in 2019 where he had the yips and he just could not find first base. But just like a couple bad hops that he should have made plays on, but like one bounced at his throat, one nicked off his glove, like just little shit like that that the Red Sox were able to feed off of. And that just, all of that vanished. Their defense got better. Altuve started making plays when it really mattered. And that that's what these Astros are so good at. They're so experienced that they could give two shits. If their backs against the wall, they're going to make it happen. So, uh, one other, another thing I wanted to cover with them too. <laughs> these guys with two outs, uh, forget about it. Like, <laughs> dude. Okay. So, they had 36 runs total in the series. 26 of the 36 runs came with two outs. You got to do a better job with two outs than that. The Red Sox do, yeah. I, the Astros did literally capitalize right. on all of that. Game one, they had three runs on two outs. Game two, they had four. Game three, they had three. Game four was the stupid fucking game that I will never forget about. And all of those runs were with two Where outs. They, they weren't even... They were at two outs, but they were down to their last strike. Yep. And they scored seven fucking runs that inning. Game five, they got five runs with two outs. Game six. So game five, uh, they had, they scored nine runs, I think. Yeah, nine runs. Five of them came with two outs. Game six, they scored five runs total. Four of those came with two outs. Get the last fucking out. Yeah, and that's those everything are, changes with that. Those are killers too, right? Especially because you're like, okay, so there's two outs now. We got a chance to get out of whatever inning we're in without allowing anything or any more. And then all of yeah. a sudden, all of a sudden, it just piles on. And those are backbreaking too. Like, yeah. as as we can say, I mean, it's definitely not the same game. But when we're playing softball and we get two outs and we and the other team just rallies for three or four or five runs right. with two outs. It, it just, it literally kills the morale of your yeah. team. It it hurts more than giving up five runs without getting anybody out at, at yeah. the start an inning. Right. Oh yeah. Because, because like I said, it's just demoralizing. You're like, okay, we get, we're close to getting out of here. Let's get this done. And then we can go hit and, and, and answer But it's like the inning just drags on. And yeah. it's just, it, like I said, it, it's, it kills your, it kills your, momentum on your side and it makes it so that you just it, it's just a gut punch basically when you allow that many runs with two outs mm -hmm. and obviously with baseball where scoring runs is a lot harder for the most part in the postseason it's it, it's really hard to come back from allowing that many runs especially late like that yeah uh to you know when when your back's up against the wall and you have to you have to score it makes it it puts a lot of pressure on you and it just makes it so, you know, your guys just can't, can't keep up. Yeah. I mean, so I'll run through real quick the batting averages for the Red Sox. Arroyo hit 211 in the series. Xander Bogarts hit 192. Gotta be Bob better than that. Bobby Dahlbeck, zero. 
I mean, he didn't play a lot. He only had, um, well, he only had two official at bats, but he drew a couple walks off off of that. I think. Anyways, uh, Devers two ninety two. He hit three home runs. So I mean, and he was he was fighting through that forearm, but e- either way, I, I mean, you gotta you gotta make shit happen. Kike played out of his mind this postseason. Still posted three eighty five. OPS at 1254. He did everything he could. I mean, he tried to put the team on his back. (laughs) He did for as long as he could. Uh, JD struggled. He hit 235. Like, I mean, he had a grand slam. He did. He had six RBIs. He had five walks. So, I mean, he still did. He still did everything he could. Um, I'd be curious to see what it's so hard. Like, I'd be curious uh, to see what they what what their averages were though the last three games of that series. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, sixteen at bats, he hit 063. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Dude? Not good for Mike Trout. Schwarber Jr. hit one twenty, uh, in twenty five at bats. Like, dude, I mean, come on, Verdugo two sixty three. I mean, just just piss poor offense on the the second half of that series. I like. They seem to think that they just had it locked up. Like you were only ever up two one in the series. I know we and both. I, I was. We were all guilty of it last podcast. We both were like, I don't see how it happens. I think. And same with same with Chris, like yeah. who was on last episode. We were all all over the Red Sox. It just about, didn't oh happen. my god, it's over because they were scoring all these runs. Like, yeah, we fucked up, and <laughs> they they got beat. Like, oh, my God, it was so bad. And then, uh, yeah, the Astros on the other end, like, Gurriel showed exactly why he won the batting title. Yeah. That dude is annoying. Brantley actually had an off series, I feel like. Well, Jordan gets the MVP. Yeah. So that was the next thing I was going to talk about. Jordan fucking Alvarez. Posted a slash line of 522. Batting average, 538 on base because his average was so goddamn high. And he didn't walk because yeah, he just hit. 70 slugging. Yeah. He got, Guess what his OPS was? It was like 1,300. 1,408. Yeah. He, he had the That's highest. That's retarded. He had the highest uh, series batting average of all time. I'll, we'll touch on that later. But yeah, that was in 23 at bats. Yeah. That's like what 14 hits? Yeah, 14. He tied the record yeah. for most hits in the se- yeah. in the series. And if the game if series had gone 7, he would have broke it. Obviously, cuz he had 14 hits in 6 games. And, and yeah, I thought Jordan Alvarez had the best slash line I had seen in a single series. Uh, but uh, Eddie fucking Rosario and we'll talk about that yeah, well, in a little bit. Oh, that's right. He had the he's Anyway. <laughs> like yeah, d- yeah just uh, the Astros showed out as, as to why they were the favorite. It, and again, it, it bothers me like crazy. But they're, I mean, they're so experienced and their lineup is just one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like there's no holes in it. Kyle Tucker, man, that that kid is, <laughs> he's a star. Yeah, right? he's going to be something special yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. Do you want to move on to... The Braves and Dodgers. Yeah, the one that didn't break our hearts. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so the Braves and the Dodgers also went six games. Braves win that one 4-2. And that was just uh, not necessarily a beatdown because I think most of the games were relatively close. The only one. (laughs) And walk-offs. Yeah, there was a couple (laughs) of walk-offs. And the Braves... I, I honestly I'm going to come out here and say that I did not expect the Braves to win this series at all. Um, but they do have good pitching right with with Morton, with Riley or not Riley. Riley's Riley is good, but he's not a pitcher <laughs> uh, with Morton and Ian Fa- Anderson, uh, Freed, Max Freed. They're doing all this without Mike Soroka, who's probably the best pitcher on that yeah. team. You got Ian Anderson, Freed, uh, Morton, uh, game six, Matzik balled out. He looked filthy. Yeah, he like obviously they don't give the MVP out to relievers and especially when that was your really best game of the series. But, but yeah, so the Dodgers came up and we can kind of break this out a little bit more too, but the Dodgers 
were were down. I we, you know, and they and they came up. I think it was like the sixth or seventh inning, and they went double walk double to get them within two, right? And yeah. and Matzik comes in and strikes out three hitters in a row with runners at second and third and nobody out. Bitch. <laughs> I mean, you. <laughs> Show you who's daddy. Yeah, I'll go through like, and find out. <laughs> dude. Oh my, sorry. Uh, in other news, Cincinnati is up twenty-seven to seventeen over the Ravens. <laughs> oh my God, Joe Burrow for life. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna go through and find out which which just, he struck. That's out. fine. I'm also just gonna say what I wanted to lead off this recap with. Eddie Rosario is gonna get fucking paid. He's absolutely gonna get paid. <laughs> I mean, he kind of comes into a lot of this this year as a relatively unknown player. Yeah. The Twins just, like, bailed on him. Yeah, I don't think the Braves really gave much to get him. Do you know what they gave? No. Sandoval. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they gave up. For the Sandoval, Indians just then, to turn around and cut him. And they like, the him Indians right were just like, do you want uh, Rosario for free? Yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah, Chris Taylor hit a double, Cody Bellinger walked, then AJ Pollock doubled in Chris or Chris Taylor. And then he struck out Albert Pujols, Steven Souza Jr., and Mookie Betts to end the inning on all 97 mile per hour plus fastballs. <laughs> Dude, I ugh. It's it, it's pretty amazing how that happens, right? I mean, the Dodgers Cody Bellinger, we talked about this last time. Cody Bellinger was hurt all year and did zero things during the yeah you hit 160 season. in the regular season but he comes into the postseason and he hit like 360 yeah in this series and you're like okay so i guess cody bellinger's back like it was kind of one of those things to me where cody bellinger kind of came in you're like yeah he's probably yeah, yeah. and then like towards <laughs> the end towards the end of the series you're like oh i really don't want that guy coming to the plate because he's kind of figured it out now right yeah he was he was starting to get his stride back Dude, if you watched him with two strikes, it looked like he was holding onto the bat where he has the fucking pine tar. He was choked up so far up that bat. I feel like if you just pitched him away, he was gonna he was gonna miss everything. Yeah. But no, they seem to just like just keep pitching him middle in and he was gonna try to make something happen. Like also, uh that was one thing I wanted to touch on on the ALCS series. If I watched the Red Sox watch any more pitches right down the fucking <laughs> middle of the plate, I was going to lose my shit. Yeah. Their so bats went ice cold and they were just watching 93 middle, middle go right by. I've kind of noticed. Are you fucking kidding me? It's kind of like uh, something that I've noticed even watching, you know, the Giants did it a bunch and I've seen it when I watch other teams is a lot of. A lot of teams, a lot of players, and I, I don't necessarily fault them for this, but they they watch the first pitch, and that's there's yeah. nothing really wrong with that, right? No, but, but the pitchers are starting to pick take advantage of that. Yeah, so if the pitcher knows you're gonna throw, you're not swinging at the first pitch, they're just gonna groove one, right? So they would throw a pitch that was a strike, and then it was like seventy percent of the time I felt like they'd swing at the second pitch, and it would be nowhere near the zone, right? And but it, they were swinging not, before they even let go of the ball. And it's not it wasn't limited to just that Red Sox series. I've noticed it more and more the more I've watched. No, you're not you're not wrong. I just it was under such a big microscope for me because I was so tuned into the series because it was the Red Sox like dude, it was so bad. I mean, and I saw so many like I've seen I saw real a lot of really really good takes from both sides in that series too. Yeah. But, but dude, then, you're you're Bogarts that But then I also You capitalize on Fastballs. That is your pitch to hit. And you're struggling in the series. I, I'm sorry if you've watched your last two at bats. The pitcher goes 0-0 count. Fastball right down the middle of the fucking plate. Swing out of your shoes the next at bat. See what happens. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, like I said, I, we saw some some good takes. And then we saw some terrible, terrible swings. Yeah. I can't believe, like, I can't remember how many times I saw somebody swing at a pitch that bounced in front of the plate. Yeah, I mean, there's they're just putting so much pressure on themselves. I think I saw Jock Peterson do it one one, yeah. one pitch last night. He swung and it bounced like 
might not have even made it to the dirt. <laughs> it might have bounced on the grass. But I mean, yeah, I'm just, we're just seeing a lot of guys take the first pitch, which isn't, like you said, which isn't a bad thing, right? Because you're trying to maybe get through that starting pitcher. You're trying to work. You're trying counts. to run up the pitch count. You're trying to work walks. You're trying to get on base. But if a lot of times that first pitch is the best one you're going to see. There's a reason why guys, uh, what was his name on the Royals, who hit the inside the park home run against Cespedes in game one of the World Series? Uh, Escobar. I'll see this Escobar. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why that dude did so well, because he comes up and he swings at the first pitch a lot. Oh, the Chiefs are getting dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> There's, the, who Mahomes might be hurt. Uh-oh. Uh, you got a lot of, you know, there's guys that hit. If you swing at the first pitch, there's a lot of guys that are hitting three, four hundred, four fifty on the first pitch, and then you you get a kind of work into the count, right? And the more it gets into the pitcher's favor, the lower the batting average goes down. So I would think you'd want to be more aggressive. Oh, Ooh. that's a concussion, dude. So I know we're talking about this oh right here. Oh my Mahomes, god, Mahomes just got. Absolutely. He took a thigh right to the face. Destroyed. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't think he's. He at. does not know where he's at right now. I don't think oh, he's I playing he's anymore okay. today. Oh my god, that hurts! <laughs> oh wow. Okay, Ow. but yeah, I mean, maybe you should see some of these guys get more aggressive in in these early counts. Yeah, right. Because I don't know how. To, Especially if you're the top of the order, like yeah, let the bottom of the order guys hit foul balls. Like you need to produce runs. I don't, I don't know how to find it. I'm sure that there's that it's out there in Baseball Reference, Baseball Savant, but the difference in the counts. But there's got to be a huge swing between 1-0 and 0-1, right? If you, or, you know, 0-0 or 0-1. Well, and especially for a pitcher. Yeah. I know that there's a huge swing. If it's a 1-1 count and it goes 2-1 to 1-2, there's like a 300-point difference between those two. Yeah. Bats. Your batting average changes drastically so you can't allow i mean yes you can allow yourself to get into deep counts and stuff but you if you're trying to get hits and you're trying to be aggressive you got to go out there and you got to hit the first pitch you see that's good that's why i don't necessarily care if guys are swinging 3-0 because a lot of times that's the best pitch you're gonna get right yeah like you're but keep the pitcher on their toes yeah if they're getting comfortable with throwing cheddar every at bat the first pitch you need to stop them. Yeah, you can't be... You, yeah, you can't... You have to make them uncomfortable. Instead of putting yourself in high-stress situations, you need to make that pitcher sweat. Well, and I'm not saying you need to swing at the first pitch every time. No, but... Swing at the first pitch, two, three at-bats out of ten. And then that way it's in the pitcher's mind that you could be swinging at this first well, pitch. Well, and you and I... You and I should watch in the World Series. I'm curious to see how many first pitches... One are taken, and how many of them are strikes with a fastball that was thrown? We'll keep like track I, of it. Yeah, I want to know because, seriously, it seemed like every single one that was taken was just bam. Like, you should have swung for the fucking fence. That, those balls should still be in the air. <laughs> like, it's, fr- it's so frustrating for two guys sitting on a couch watching these professional athletes. Play. I mean, we're not saying <laughs> and we, we have go out no there idea what it's like to actually be out there. But seriously, you have scouting reports for this. Yep. That's what's frustrating to me. You know which guys you ha- through. You pitches. have to have some idea, and the the wherewithal and the 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 sense of of awareness that hey, there's a pretty good fucking chance he's gonna throw me ninety five, yeah. somewhere that it can hit. Because he wants to be more comfortable. Like if you, and obviously uh, I'm not, uh, McCullers is out for this series, obviously, because he got yanked. But you, if you go in and you look and say, okay, Lance McCullers got 17 out of 19 first pitch strikes last week or last start. Right. What are you looking for? You're looking for a first pitch strike. Yeah. <laughs> and you know sit I mean? fastball. Yeah, it's. It's one of those things where you've got to be able to to watch what the pitchers are doing. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying, like, obviously, if you're playing in the game, you're watching the game. But sometimes it's like, okay, now it's the fifth or sixth inning. And and what was that guy's name uh, of the Astros who threw against the Red Sox and he just dominated? Framber Valdez. Yeah. So if you go out Eight and see. Eight innings pitch with, like, one hit. 
if you if you go watch Framber Valdez and you're like, okay, this guy has been just pumping strikes all night long. He was. I'm going up there with an aggressive mindset that I'm going to get something to hit and I'm going to hit it hard. Right. I don't I'm, even care if it's an out. Hit it hard. Yeah. It's that's going to get in their head. It's it's crazy. So, but anyway, yeah. To turn it back to to this Braves and Dodgers series, couple of walk off wins, game one and game two, that really kind of set the the tone for the series. Yeah. And I felt like, obviously, literally they were, but I felt like the Dodgers were playing catch up and they were just playing from behind, Good. and they were just trying to do anything to stop the Braves. Yeah. And granted, the Dodgers did win two out of three in L.A. Yep. Which, for whatever reason, you had to expect that At- Atlanta cannot win in L.A. They've lost 14 of their last 16 games in L.A., counting this series. Dude, they it, cannot it literally, win in LA. it started this series. The first five games were exactly the same as last year. Yep. Atlanta I did not wins. think it was going to happen again. But, dude, L.A. winning game five in L.A., I was like, oh, no. Well, and that was the thing, too, is like that kind of made me a little bit nervous, right? Because they were supposed to have Scherzer for game six. Yeah. And, dude was and then. And then they were supposed to have uh, Bueller for game seven. And we're like, okay, so if that's, and this was on Friday and we're like, okay, now that means that they're going to have Max, well, Max Fried game through game five. So that means they have Ian Anderson for game six and they'll have Charlie Morton for game seven. Right now, obviously it came out that Scherzer was not going to be able to start game six. So they had to start Bueller on short rest because Scherzer had, had what he called it. He called it dead dead arm. And, uh, so that forced their hand, right? They had to throw Bueller in game six. I thought they were going to throw David price in game six and maybe have somebody like a Rias out yeah. of the bullpen. But then I was like, but well, again, you it would have been then on you short rest. And then you wouldn't stack up two lefties as an opener. And then you would kind of go lefty righty. So I'm like, okay, well that wouldn't work. So their only logical choice was to start Walker Bueller for game. I six. think, I think there was a little bit of mismanagement. Like, you have to understand Scherzer, yes, he's he's your best pitcher, but he's old. Like 37. you can only put so much in him. Yeah. Like, yes, he's gonna tell you. He said he would have just been like good I would seven. hope any player would be a team guy. Like, yeah, I'll I'll do it. Fuck it. I'm in. Yeah. You have to realize he's like 34. 37. Oh, good lord. He's 37. Like his body eventually is just gonna be like, no, nah, I'm good. And <laughs> yeah, the Braves just, it was a, it was a good series to watch and not just because the Dodgers lost, but because like there was actually some really good, really good defense. Austin Riley was unreal. That guy's going to be the third baseman in Atlanta for a very long time. Very long time. If, like he, he is also going to be one that when he's, that when whole, it's time, he needs to get paid. Oh, that infield is, is ridiculous. Obviously we don't, we expect Freddie Freeman to stay in Atlanta. We don't know if he's going to free he's agent to be, to. but their infield was, was really good. Who did they even have playing second base? Oh, it was Albies. Albies. So yeah, their infield is really good with Riley Swanson, Albies Freeman. Like there isn't a much better infield in the game. No defensively you're, you're done. Like I, and again, it, this is probably going to be one of the best defensive world series. Yeah, the Astros time. Astros they, have an outrageous good de- outrageously they good do, defense. They do, but Atlanta to me is a better defense. And here's the thing is their outfield for Atlanta is is a totally different outfield from the outfield they started with. Yeah, you don't have Acuña. Um you don't who did they they got rid of someone too, didn't they? I I don't but remember. Anyway, yeah, like it's not your infield is exactly the same, but your outfield's totally different. One thing I wanted to say if you were the Dodgers, you had to know, like, first of all, good job on you. You kept Freddie Freeman in his first seven plate appearances in the NLCS. He was 0 for 7 with 7 Ks. Yeah. But at the same time, you had to know that wasn't going to stay the same. And then, the, sure enough, the last three games, I'm pretty sure he homered in each game. At least two out of th- two, two of the games out of three, I know for sure he did. But, like, that guy, you, you cannot sleep on him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not with the Braves what's cool and and what's kind of scary with the Astros, but the Braves have multiple guys that are hot right now. Right now for the Astros, you really just have Alvarez. Like, Correa started out decent. He's fallen off. Bregman was was solid. Bregman was decent. Altuve was ass. 
Like he hit bombs, but that those were the only hits that he had, and they weren't for multiple RBIs. Like I don't think any of his home runs were over two RBIs. But you have Rosario, you have Riley, who Riley only hit two hundred, but to me right now he's Captain Clutch. Like Rosario's just doing it consistently. Riley's doing it just when it matters. Yeah. So you, but you have Rosario, you have Riley, you have Albies, who to me should be your weakest hitter, but he's stepped up. Like he's, he's stepped up to a point where you can at least put a little faith in him. You have Freeman, like you just front to back, you have on, on paper, what should be a better team for the world series. So I'm excited to see where the Braves are at, especially with this being the first series since 99 for them. Mm -hmm. I think. I saw a, a picture today that was pretty funny, and it 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 had uh, the it was a picture of the U.S. and it said the country rooting for the world the oh yeah uh, for World Series teams, and it was pretty much the whole country was blue for with the, Braves. the Braves logo, and then Houston was orange, like it had an orange asterisk, <laughs> <laughs> and that like that's exactly how I see it, like especially thank. Can I just say, thank God it's not the Astros and the Dodgers. Yeah. I, I would have been so fucking angry. I would have been so bummed out. Can we, <laughs> like, here's like, I was talking Welcome about Welcome to it. the World Series that nobody wants to watch. I was talking about the other, yesterday. I'm like, you know, if it's Houston and LA, like, I'm just going to root for both teams to lose. Yeah. Uh, Can there I, be no trophy? I, I, uh, like, if I had to pick a team to root for, I mean, the only saving grace to halfway cheering for the Astros was that Dusty Baker was the manager of the Giants in 2002 when they lost to the Angels in seven games. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I couldn't... I'd be like, eh, eh. Um, so so uh, the Braves obviously did uh, had the timely hitting when they need it, but they, they weren't exactly the pillar of offensive greatness either. No. Eddie Rosario... And LCS MVP. Oh, you take you're taking this from me. So I'm just gonna <laughs> real quick. Just, I'm just gonna run down what you did for Boston. I'll no, run through fine. the averages uh, of of the uh, Braves. But Rosario hit five sixty with an OPS Dude. of sixteen forty seven. Dude, his slugging was over a thousand. It's insane. Come on. Uh, Freddie Freeman two eighty six with an OPS of one thousand one point and he got to 286 again after going the first two games without a hit yeah he didn't have a single hit in, in atlanta uh before this and then albies hit 280 austin Riley at 200 but he had that walk-off hit yeah uh, and it, Duvall again, hit when, it when it seemed to matter he was there Duval hit 190 peterson hit 227 but he didn't play a lot he kind of came off the bench a couple yeah. of times uh, Swanson hit 261. Darno, who was probably, in my opinion, the weakest link as far as the bats go, yeah. uh, he hit 211. And then obviously their nine spot was their pitcher. So there's there isn't really. I'm not gonna find out how the pitchers did because it probably wasn't great. Well, I'm excited to see what the Braves are able to do when they go to Houston and they to can get hit. a DH in there. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see. It's another reason why I'm such a big advocate for a universal DH. Like Boo. I don't, I don't want to watch a fucking pitcher hit. I'm Boo. sorry. They don't care. <laughs> hey, and I think even if they care, the franchise does not want them to care. I do. Th the front office and the GM and even probably the manager are going to tell them, like, no, you're you're not doing VP. Also, if I'm remembering correctly, no pitcher hit a home run this postseason. Am I correct? I don't even know if any of them really. Well, I know there was like two hits by pitchers. So that means Logan Webb will have the last ever home run hit by a pitcher, except for Shohei Otani, of course. Yeah, but of the season, potentially, because I, I really don't think next year there's going to be a D8 or a. Yeah, we're going to talk about hitting. We, we won't have a ton of time to talk about it towards the end, but we'll talk a little bit about the CBA and kind of some stuff we, that I would like to see uh, for next year. But yeah, so let's kind of go World Series here. We've got Astros. We've got the Braves. And uh, we'll just kind of... Did you have anything else you want to talk about on that? No. Nope. Before we move on? Nope. All right. Nope. So I just had to readjust. I bonked my, my headphones into my microphone. That's Sorry fine. about that. Uh, I've got... Uh, let's do... Let's kind of do a little mini position by position breakdown. I don't have literally any of it pulled up, so it'll just be kind of like a word association yeah, here. Uh, catcher. I'm going uh, Astros. Why? Because Maldonado's a... Maldonado hit like 031. Yeah, but to me, it's not necessarily about the offense. 
Maldonado is not going to allow Atlanta to steal any bases. He's got a cannon behind the plate, and he's a really good pitch framer. He is. I just overall production to me, the Braves, the Braves have that. I I mean, I'm not saying that I, I just to me, I know. Hey, I hey, think the it's your opinion. You catcher. can have it. It's fine. So you're I'll going allow Bra- it, but you're, you're wrong. Braves with the catcher. Yeah. All right. So first base, we've got Gurriel and Freeman. Talk about a tough matchup there. Yeah, it's hard. But at the same time, I I'm sorry. I have to I'll take Freeman. I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take Freeman's defense, but I'll take Gurriel's offense. <laughs> no, you can't split. You got to pick one. <laughs> All right. If I had to pick, I. Uh, I'll take Freddie Freeman too. Okay. So I'll take Freddie Freeman at second base. It's Altuve and Albies. You pull up the Braves. I'll pull up the Astros so we can go through outfielders. Okay. I'm taking, I'm taking Altuve over at second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, same. I mean, this is going to be a really good world series. It is still don't want to see the fucking Astros in it, but. Altuve is not going to stay cold. So you just. And you know, he's got a pretty good glove, even <laughs> though he's short. Yeah, no, he's he's. Yeah, that, that that's unfair. So um, shortstop, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa. I'm taking oh. Correa. Overall, I think I'm going with Swanson. I don't. Correa. Uh, I'm taking Correa mainly because of his offense. Obviously, Correa know, is error prone. We know we we know that Swanson has, you know, he's probably Brandon Crawford's biggest com- competition this year for a Gold Glove. Yeah, but I mean, I think just you you can you can like or dislike Correa's kind of antics and the it's my time thing after he hit that homer in Houston against Boston. But fucking, but like Correa is going to get paid. He's he's a superstar shortstop. And he's done it with the glove and with the bat. And I just, I mean, Dansby Swanson to me has been in the league for a few times, but Correa is more established. And I think I'd rather have Correa. That's fine. You're wrong again, but (laughs) Uh, third base Bregman or uh, Riley. I'm taking Riley for the clutch factor. Okay. But Bregman in Houston, I'm taking Bregman is a monster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All he does is pepper those Crawford boxes in left field. And yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You you really can't beat Bregman's defense. Yeah, Riley. I didn't see. I mean, obviously the flashy plays, right? They're going to hit. They're going to hit about the same. This series, but. The defense is going to be the difference. All right. So we've got left field. Michael Brantley versus who played left a lot. I know Peterson played right. Rosario was it Rosario left? Yeah, Duval was in center. Yeah. So Brantley against Rosario. Obviously, Rosario just coming off that NLCS MVP with the outrageous batting. I'm average. taking Rosario. I mean, I had Brantley on my fantasy team, and he did not disappoint. Me either, but I mean, he hit three eleven. 362, 437 slash with an OPS of 799 in the regular season. Which while, is not bad. While I think Rosario can't keep up the pace that he's on, I, I don't see him going ice cold. I, I mean, you saw Kike, he went from 500 to 385. Like, it, you're not going to get a total drop off. There's no way. And I still feel like one thing the Red Sox were good at doing was making Houston go through their pitching. Um, so while they, they have a little bit of rest, I still don't trust Houston's pitching. Okay. Not nearly as much as Atlanta. So uh, yeah, I'm going to take Rosario. So Houston in center field is not going to be able to have Jake Myers, who was a rookie. No, they'll have McCormick. It'll be Chaz McCormick in center field. I'm going to take Duvall or Adam Duvall. See, okay. So Adam Duvall to me, his offense was not great in at least in this last game. Eh, no, it wasn't. But Chaz McCormick to me just hasn't played enough. 108 games during the regular season, 257, 319, 447, and uh, 14 homers, 50 RBIs. Yeah. I After just, they traded Miles Straw, who they should have kept. Yeah. Uh, to Cleveland. 
But okay, yeah, I think I'd rather take Adam Duvall here too. And it's just because I haven't seen enough from Chaz McCormick. Plus, Adam Duvall is a former giant, and I really like Adam Duvall. <laughs> right field. Jock Peterson against Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Tucker. Okay, so Jock Peterson's got the flash, man, but Kyle Tucker just fucking gets it done. Who else is playing right field for the Braves? Because he didn't play every game. I don't he, know. He kind of came off the, the bench. Um, because he's not going to start against lefties. Right. You should have it pulled up right there. It should be underneath the... No, this is just the Astros. Oh, I have the Astros. Oh, crap. I pulled up the Astros, too. You idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, Jock Peterson, when he's in there, obviously against the right-handed pitching is as good as they come. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think... Kyle Tucker is just clutch, and like, you couldn't get him out. They also had oh, hey, Jorge Soler was playing right field. He's platooning. That's right. Yeah. So the platoon of Peterson and Soler against Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. I think I agree. Yeah. I, I, come on, dude. Did the Bengals just score again? Oh my god. So and then we go, <laughs> we go starting pitching. We'll just go with team. What yeah, team are you I'm not, taking? I'm, well, no. Well, we can break down just the starting pitching and the bullpen. Oh, my God. Starting pitching, I'm taking Atlanta because yeah. without Lance McCullers. Even with Lance McCullers. The Ast- I'm, well, I don't know. Without I'd Lance McCullers, the Astros are, are you're going to be struggling because um, I don't think you're going to get eight inches out eight inches, eight innings out of Framber Valdez no. every game. Nope. You're not going to be getting that out of you know, anybody else that they really have. You're going to start Granky again. You're not going to get it. Yeah. And give me Atlanta's freed Morton, Smiley Anderson. Oof. Give me those. Oof. Yeah. It, and, uh, bullpen yeah. still, I, I think I'm taking Atlanta's bullpen too. Yeah. I think Houston had a weak bullpen all year. I'm taking Atlanta in five. I think it'll go six, but, Cause it's going to go. So it, yeah, they're going to do it in Atlanta. You think they're, well, they're going to, yeah. Cause they're going to play in Houston to start with. Cause Houston had a better record during the regular season. Cause the Braves only won 88 games. The Astros won like 96, 95 or 96. Oh, I thought it was just off whichever league had the better like overall record. No. Oh, okay. They change it. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be Astros one ninety five. It'll be Houston and then. Yeah. Houston okay. has home field. Huh. So, yeah, because they, they do it. They redo it for the well, World I'm still going to so go have with, the Dodgers. I'm still going to go with Atlanta in six, so they'll do it in Houston. Yeah. So, like, for example, had the Dodgers won this series. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. They would have been in L.A. because they right. better record. No, I, I got gotcha. you. So. I'm so I say Houston, or I say Houston loses in five. Atlanta wins in five. You say Atlanta in six. Yep. So again, we will be live streaming game four. Yep. From either my, probably my house, but we don't know yet. Wow. Well, your internet's can be spotty. Yeah. It's and you a lot quieter here. Well, that is true. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. It'll be fun though. So, so. Uh, real quick, like I said, we've touched on this in a handful of episodes, but the collective bargaining agreement is up after this season is over. Shit's going down. I think, well, we've kind of, we both kind of talked about this a little bit. I do, honestly, my heart of hearts believe that the DH will be a universal thing next year. As do I, and I'm fucking about it. I'm not. I would much rather keep it, quote unquote, separate. I know it's... If you're going to keep it separate, fine. Pitchers need to know how to hit. Yeah. And like you said, they're, they're, not, they don't. they're not doing it in the minor leagues very much anymore. And uh, so I, like I said, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's going to make me, it's, it's making me sad, but I do think that the H is gone or it's yep. going to be in the national league as well next year. Also that opens up second, in, second base on in extra innings is not going to be back. So well, I'm going to get to that in a second oh here. God. You're kind of getting ahead of me. Whatever. Um, I do think, like I said, that the DH is going to be, it's going to be universal and it's going to open up 15 more jobs, quote unquote, for guys yep. to to be able to come to the National League and play every day, right? It's not going to handcuff a guy like Nelson Cruz to only be able to play in the American League. Right. Or, you know, guys that are 
they're getting up there in age a little bit like Pujols, right? Yep. He can't be a DH in the NL. He did play uh, first base some in this postseason because Muncie was out. But if Muncie was playing, there's no way Pujols gets into any game. Right. Um, unless there's a DH. So I think that's going to happen. As far as extra innings rules go, I think it's going to be modified. I do believe that they're going to keep the runner on second base, but they'll probably push it back to the 12th inning. I don't think so. Don't but... do it in the 10th. Do it in the 12th if you're going to do it. <laughs> um, I think that that's the way that's going to go. I do also think that the, that the uh, double headers are going to go back to being nine inning games. I don't think anybody. I like the seven inning double header. Okay, that's fine. But then make all the records count. Give Madison. Bumgarner, no, I, I agree give with Madison that. Madison Bumgarner the no I agree with that. It's a whole fucking game. Right. I would prefer to see two nine inning games as opposed to two seven inning games. I understand why that they did it the last two years to try to mitigate the time on the field due to COVID. Yeah. And it's trending players downward like now. It I'm a not lot, saying it's though for rest. I'm not going to, I'm not saying it's going to be gone for the start of next season, but I do think that they can go back to seven inning or to nine inning double headers, or if they're going to schedule here's okay. So if they're going to have on the schedule, like this is the schedule for next year, every team's going to have, Three, for example, I know this isn't the case, but every, if every team's going to have three scheduled doubleheaders and they know it's going to be a doubleheader day, that's fine. Those can be seven innings. But if it's a rainout day and they're making up, a, if it's a rainout on yeah. Friday night and they're doubleheadering okay. Saturday, right. I don't want to see both of those games be seven innings. Yeah, because they change from nine innings to. Right. So, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is. I would like to see them expand instant replay. And this has nothing to do with the check swings at all, even though there's those are questionable. Yeah. There are certain things that are judgment calls right now that should not be. So I'm not and the, I'm not saying check swings should be there there needs to be some and I don't know if you ever can figure this out, but there needs to be some definition like they remember the the whole thing in the NFL a few years ago about what's a catch, what's not a catch. Yeah. They need to have the same kind of debate with Check swing, no check swing. There needs to be some barrier of some kind, somehow, that they can definitively say, this was a swing, this was not a swing. Yeah. But that's not where I was going with this. Where I was going with this is they need to allow the managers of the team to challenge whether or not a ball was fair or foul before the bag. Oh, yeah. As of right now... A ball is fair or foul, out, only challengeable if it gets beyond the bases. They also need to expand it to to include uh, what was the there was a play, the foul tip, the foul tip play needs to be uh, reviewable as well. Oh yeah, because there was a couple of times this year, and we even saw one. This was way back in 2015, where where the ball was foul tipped into the glove, but the umpire thought it bounced. And that's a non-reviewable play. Right. <clears throat> that needs to be reviewable because you can clearly see that with cameras. If the yeah. ball is foul tipped and whether or not it hit the dirt. Yep. That needs to be reviewable. And the big one where I'm kind of getting at here, this whole rant needs to be the managers need to be able to challenge one or two pitches per game, whether or not they are balls or strikes. Only one or two. Yeah, that. Yeah. Because so it's only in super high pressure situations. Going back to that Boston call, if if they would have been able to challenge that strike three, I think that could have changed the series. If they would have been able to challenge that strike three in the ninth inning, or for example, even in the Giants and Dodgers series, like Chris Bryant at bat. If you guys like go back and watch that Chris Bryant at bat, like the sixth inning, there were two pitches. He took six pitches. All six of them were balls, but two of them were called strikes. Yeah, and that right there changed the game. Uh, in my opinion, too. So they need to be able to challenge a ball or strike call probably twice a game and give that in addition to the regular challenges that they already have. Yeah. I mean, I mean was there was there anything else that you could think of in the CBA next year that could be brought up for debate? I mean, obviously, the postseason stuff's going to likely change next year from tw- uh, 10 to 14 teams. Yep. And which I think it should be 12. Like I said last time, but no, I, no, I I think we pretty much covered it. I I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot and it, 
there's even people talking about if there's going to be some sort of strike because they don't know if they're going to be able to get on the same page with everything. So, I mean, that'll, that'll be interesting. I, I really hope there's nothing like that, but I know the, the players want a lot of change. Do so you, do you think that this is salary related? I, I just thought of this question. So, Oh, they might, you haven't thought, I, I don't think you've thought about this at all, but do you think there needs to be a salary floor, not a salary cap, but a salary floor. Like every team has to have at least X amount of dollars committed to their players to stop a team from like Baltimore running out of payroll of 25 million. When for example, the Dodgers, Astros, Yankees, giants are running out 150, $200 million payroll. I don't know. And, and I know it's tough because it, it comes back to revenue and fans, but like, and it's cool to see a team like the Rays with a payroll of roughly $60 million compete with a team that's got $185 million yeah. payroll. But do you think there needs to be like a minimum, like say every team needs to pay at least $50 million in salary. And if you like, I don't know if you can, how you would really enforce that, but like, I'm not saying you need to put a cap in because the luxury tax is a soft cap, right? You have penalties and stuff if you go over it, but like, yeah, but they're talking about changing floor? that to an actual cap. So Which instead I, of a floor, I don't, I don't necessarily want a cap. Uh, well, I, I mean that that could prevent against teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers, and I mean, I guess by having a cap, you could by then it would raise the floor, right? Because oh, I'm already it committed. Would, it would handle. I'm already committed both. 175 million. I only have three million left to, but I so that means I can't go sign this guy. But then that could price some guys out. For example, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like maybe Baltimore or Oakland or Tampa isn't willing to pay this guy a five-year, $150 million contract. Right. It's going to be interesting. I, I really don't. I don't see a cap being brought in during this season. Just like I, I don't see a, like any kind of floor. Like, yeah, the players would be all about it, but there's I see no way the owners are. I don't think they would that. either, but I just kind of threw so, that out there. Yeah. Because I've heard it debated in, in the past. Like, does there need to be a floor? But right. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. But I just would like to see some of some of these other teams that are just trading away these contracts to get, you know, the lowest amount of payroll possible. Yeah. You know, it's it's not necessarily a, a good thing. But I don't know. I you know, obviously when you're when you're rebuilding, you don't want to have a lot of money on the books because you're you not bringing to fans to the ballpark. Those. Yeah. You you know, that that like we talked about with COVID, that with you know, you're not bringing fans to the bell park, which means concessions are down. You're not making as money off your parking. You're not making the money off of, you know, there's a huge amount of revenue sales, lost. Right. And it's tough, but anyway, so yeah, the, the CBA is coming up. I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. Free agency is going to be very interesting this year. There's like 47 free agent shortstops on the market. <laughs> and obviously Freddie Freeman going to be a free agent. So I'm kind of, I'm super excited to see how this is going to play out. And I, I don't know how much we're going to actually see free agent movement until the CBA gets figured out. Correct. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Should be interesting. Remember, follow us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook. We will, we will give more details on the live stream as it gets closer. Um, but very excited for that. Hopefully we can get a good, good turnout. Uh, it would really, really mean a lot. So if you guys are still listening, again, really appreciate it. Hope you guys uh, have a good rest of your weekend, good week, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, make sure you, uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a voice message. We'll play it on the show. And, and like I said, just enjoy this World Series. At least it's not Dodgers-Astros. And share well, the shit out of us. Yes. Go Braves. Bye-bye. Go Braves. <laughs> Bye-bye, guys. See you later. Thank you for listening.